the Coach V Show, your Hollywood radio show for personal development with expert insights and interviews to help you, me, and we work to be our best and live our best life. Bringing and offering to you success frameworks, behavior models, and life lessons should you believe that it is something that is valuable to you, that you subscribe to it and deploy all over your life leadership and business. Here on Island City Media Group on the Coach V Show, broadcast from Dash Radio Studios, Hollywood, California. And tonight, I am super juiced to have Mr. Jose Coco Harin on the show. So buckle your seatbelt because this is a bio that is worth recognizing and making sure that I hit in detail. Jose Coco Harin is the Take the Knee, Take a Knee founder. Tack time all the time. Coach Coco started coaching on the Pop Warner level in the 1980s. As a coach, Coco learned early that a coach is only as good as the players that he coaches. In 1980s, in 1980, he was fortunate to coach a team blessed and full of talent, sending seven players to play football at the Division I colleges. And that 1980 team went on to post a 15-0 in a midget division state championship and a mythical national championship. Coach Coco has offered, um, has had the honor to have coached three teams at three different levels to state titles, with the latter being Mount, Sac, Mount San Antonio College in Walnut, California in 1997, where they also won a national title. Not only has Coach Coco been blessed with good players, he has been surrounded by good and quality coaches. In high school, his head coach was Dave Lay, who would go on to become offensive coordinator at San Diego State and Colorado State while coaching at Sweetwater High School. The legendary Coco was fortunate to coach under Gene Allum and learn from the likes of Stanford great Dave Tipton. While coaching at Southwestern College, Coco was influenced by Dan Underwood, who also played at Michigan State and coached at Arizona State and San Diego State. Coco believes that to be a good coach, one has to incorporate the qualities of others while still being um, while still being himself. While at Mount Sac, Coach Coco once again found himself surrounded by quality coaches led by the late great and legendary coach Bill Mountie Bill Fisk. Coach Coco has coached numerous players that have gone on to become coaches. 71 are still and still counting. Coco feels that as a coach, it is his duty to give back to the coaching community in the forms of clinics and also seminars. Coco has become a resource for many coaches in the coaching community. This want to share his knowledge of football with the football world has reached its new heights with the creation of social media and the www.takeaknee.com website, along with Take the Knee Transitions podcast, who I was very blessed and fortunate to be a part of here last week. Since 2017, Coach Coco has been coaching with the number one public school in the nation, Corona Centennial High School. Shout out to Corona Centennial out there in Corona, California. High School Huskies, coached by National High School Coach, um, give me one second here. I lost that. Uh, National High School coach, uh, 
Coach of the Year, Matt Logan, and his staff of Builders of Men. Corona is presently ranked number four in the state and number 16 nationally. Coco has been blessed in the marriage with Robin Lynn. Shout out to the wifey, Robin Lynn, for 36 years and resides in Claremont, California. I've been to his oasis. If you haven't been there, it is something you have to experience. The Harins are blessed with sons Joshua, Andre, Jonathan, Albert, and daughter-in-law, Jackie, and three grandchildren, Jay, um, Sanoi, Jonathan, Albert, and Jewel Saleo. The importance of religion, family, education, and loyalty ranks high for Coach Coco and the Harin family. Pop Warner, three years, 36 wins, four losses, one state championship, and one national championship. High school, 24 years, 201 wins, 41 losses, one state championship, junior college, 12 years, 63 wins, 20 losses, one state championship, and one national championship, and division three, five years, 30 wins, and 15 losses. I had to read that because it is quite a feat to have accomplished and influenced young people and other coaches like not many have and Coach Jose Coco Harin is one of those people. Coach Coco, welcome to the show, baby. Welcome to the show. Oh, man, I'm so happy that you uh, just thought about having me on, Coach. And, you know, I, I'm kind of honored right here. And, and um, man, I'm excited. I'm excited to see where we're going to end up, on, you know, 50 minutes from now. So this is really awesome, you know. And, and, a, and a, a big shout out to you, Coach. Uh, we had uh, Coach Viliama Tuavai. Uh, with us with the Tech uh, Transition podcast, our our last our last guest, and and he dropped some jams and you know some nuggets right there. So if you have an opportunity to go to the takeanee.com um, webpage and go to the podcast transitions and, and and get a feel and get to just to see how how people got into the transitions and pivots uh, to be able to make themselves through who they are today and and find out really the journey that they took to be able to be in the seat that they're in. And we just want to thank you, Coach, for giving us that opportunity to share your fibers with us. Thank you with that. No, thank you. Um, I had a great time. A uh, shout out to your crew. And thank you for the invitation and the opportunity just to impact lives with you guys there on your Transitions podcast. Coach Coco, let's tell the audience and let's remind people who do know you for the thousands of people that will be watching this. All of you that, uh, all of those that either know you, have heard about you. I mean, really, my boys. That one of my, one of my boys, Caesar Rivas. I mean, he knows so much about you. Uh, ben Ruiz, who's a good friend of mine, I met through you as well. And I mean, you're such a legend. Where did that legend start? Where was Coach Jose Coco Herman born? And just start us off on that journey so that we can really catch up to everything it is that you've been through. Well, you know, it, it's, it's, um, we all land somewhere. I, I land, I land in National City, California. That's in San Diego, on uh, the southern part of it, Chula Vista. Mm -hmm. You know, we're about, about seven, seven miles from the border. We're, we were a, a 10 speed bike away from, from the ocean. So, you know, we grew up in that atmosphere, and I and I grew up with a real big family, Coach. Um, my mom was one of sixteen kids. I'm 
I'm one of um, 80 plus first cousins. And, and what's pretty cool is uh, growing up, we were very competitive. You know, back, back in the day, if you had a ball and you had a street, you, you know, you, you can go run a, a five-yard cur- uh, curl right there in the manhole cover. So we played the three-on-threes and, and you know, and, and we competed. You know, we had our, our older brothers were, were kind of our, our guides. Our older cousins were the ones that, that we kind of, you know, looked after. And, and they were kind of our GPS of making sure that we were doing the right things. And, yes, sir. And, and um, for, for us as, as a big family and, and for me, we were really deeply influenced with, um, with football. And um, we grew up in a, in a city of national city and it was crazy. It's a crazy mindset that's there. You know, um, we all competed. There's like eight elementary schools and, and one of my boys, Fred will be, um, who's also dude, all CIF, played forwards ball with him, defensive end, Polynesia Samoan. And um, he, he kind of grouped us as, as, you know, there's all, all the alpha dogs from all the elementary schools. We all went to Sweetwater High and, no one wanted to really get in, in it with anybody. So we just joined in. We became the boys. So we always said, you know, if you hear any noise, it's just me and the boys. It's just we and the boys. Yeah, um, right. So growing growing up, that that competitive nature kind, kind of just embedded in us. And um, my uncles were extremely ath- athletic guys. And, and um, we kind of grew up in that type of family music was extremely important in our family and and um and as I started to um grow I, I kind of started to excel in, in in different areas and uh, and one of the areas I, I excelled in it kind of why why I sit here today you know we played at a at a pop Warner called South Bay Pop Warner and and man we we had guys there you know and um I lived on a cul-de-sac at, at my, at my uh, latter years. And, and on that cul-de-sac, they called it CIF Lane. You know, the Salamua brothers, mm-hmm. all, all four of them. Danny Salamua lived on that. Right across the street, you know, um, the Loizas, you know, us, my, myself and my little brother, were, we were all CIF football players. Right across the street in the corner was, was the Avis. Tuffy Avis considered one of the biggest guys to ever play at San Diego State. Mm-hmm. Nine, about 3.30 back in the day. Wow. Yeah, that's real big today. But we had that group. We had that group of guys. And what's crazy when you look at that, just on that block, there's seven CIF players of the year. Wow. Know, Say that, that again. Seven CIF players of the year, all from that one block in your uh-huh. hood. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, so... So that, that was that was fun growing up and, and being in that competitive. Then I was able to coach, you know, um, I, I played with Johnny Solomon, who was the oldest and went on to Oregon State. The younger on uh, next one was Granville, went out and played in Hawaii. Then then there's Danny and Wesley went to Utah and their younger brother, um, Uini. But but I was able to coach Danny and the younger ones all the way down. So so it was cool. Um being in that part of the thing. And, and when I mentioned Dave Lay, I was, you know, he, he's a extreme mentor. He was my high school coach. Right. But what was cool is he jumped into a, into a city coach. He jumped into a city and went, well, I think I can do something with this, with this mindset of this group in national city. Right. Really, really prideful, prideful group. 
And um, during the course of it, in 72, they won the CIF, the, uh, the first one, uh, Big Bad Leroy Brown and Rudy Nankel. Remember that song, Big Bad Leroy, Leroy Brown? Leroy Brown, yeah. But Leroy Brown, when that song came out, he was Mr. Touchdown. So he was making a lot of things happen. And then when they won that CIF and then our, um, our youth leagues was really, um, we, were, we were really making things happen, making some noise down in, down in the South Bay and in San Diego that, that Coach Lay just developed the program. And then Gene Alum came in after Coach Lay left. And he said, well, Coach, Coach Lay has all that. I don't want to mess nothing up, right? But, but what I want to do is just kind of polish it. And, and, and when he did that, I ended up, ended up coaching with him. So, um, and, and coaching with him, they coached the very first clinic I ever went to. They came and picked me up, him, Dave Tipton, Bob West. They picked wow. me up in East San Diego. I was 22 years old. And I thought one of them had a sickness because they were going to a clinic and didn't want to <laughs> tell nobody. I'm like, well, well, what's wrong with one of you guys, right? Going to a clinic, and then I was like, well, yeah, I know that. And then they told me what it was, and we went in. It was in the conference office of a of a Bank of America back in 1981, and um, Bill Williams was speaking, and he brought in uh, Ernie Zampezi, and and he brought these guys in from the uh, San Diego Chargers, and, and we got to sit down with those guys, and me at a young age. Being around these guys, I got hooked up with, um, you know, Stanford coach, coach Shaw's dad, Willie Shaw, and mm-hmm. just speaking with clinics with them guys. And as, as a young guy, I, w- I was doing that kind of stuff. So I was really influenced. And what, what Gene Alum did is he kind of just kind of corralled that thing and got it all done. And then I ended up coaching my little brother and all the kids growing up in the, in the neighborhood. You know, um, I'm godfather to one of the kids, one of the kids' uh, kids. Right, he's not even a kid. He, he's he's fifty five years old. I call him a kid. Yeah, and, uh, but but those guys right there, you know, it ended up being that we did a a give back seminar down in at, at Sweetwater High, right, right, in a sense, right before the pandemic started, and um, we encountered that there's like seventy one kids at the time that are coaches now, you know, throughout. That, that we literally had had hands on it. And I think now, you know, we're, we're probably right. If we were to really look at, at where we've gone now, besides collectively between all of us, I, I think there's well another 150 to 200 people that we've touched that are now coaches. And, and I look at that coach because we, we must've done something right. Yes, sir. You know, and, and um, You know, one of the kids I coached at the University of Laverne, his daughter's middle name is Coco. <laughs> right, right. So, uh, for one reason or nothing, those things um, kind of kind of stayed in. And then for me, I was really, I was a knucklehead. You know, I was a knucklehead. And if it wasn't for sports, I, I, I'd be I'd be a knucklehead probably behind bars, mm. or or not doing what I'm doing today. But I had a, a coach who was in—he was incredible, Alan Duke. My, he was a track coach in high school too, and a, and a, the defensive back coach. So he um, he corralled me, and um, said, "You know what? I'm going to help you get through school." And and him and uh, and it, and it, it it truly does take a village. You know, I, I was uh, I guess I, I was one of those uh, projects in the village, 
and 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 it turned out to be that uh, they influenced me to the to the point that um, I, I became them. And um, their their fibers are, are are now dwell in me. You know, I'm not they they um they ignite me. They keep that's they keep Coco going. You know, I, and then then it, it it's crazy that when I land, I, I in San Diego did some crazy things and learn learn a lot about the football world. And then I move up to LA, and the first thing I do is I go to a liquor store because we're moving in and I want to buy some drinks. And I run into Brian Futrell right behind my home. And I says, Mount Sack shirt. I go, you know, Lenny Rodriguez. He says, yes. I go, wrote my number down. I said, give Lenny my number and tell him that Coach Coco, I just moved into the neighborhood. So Lenny called me up and next thing I know, I'm down at Mount Sack and um, hooked up with them and I'm on the coaching staff, and I think that's when we met, Coach, back in 19, yes, sir. 1996 or 1997. I think it was, yeah. it was yeah. right around that time. Yeah, speed work, and you're getting ready to to go on to the you know you and Yona, you guys are ready to go on to your universities and um, did a little speed work with you guys, and that's how I got to meet all you guys. Mm -hmm. so, so one way or another, the Lord kind of just placed me in line to to where I need to be in the football world to be able to be around gentlemen and builders of man, you know, Amen. and, you know, like they say, there's a thousand ways to skin a cat, man. We all got our own set of knives and, and, and I love the way everybody uses them. You know, I, I wouldn't mind, you know, borrowing because, you know, to be a, who, who you are today, you, you've got to be able to see it happen. You got to get those reps and, um, and, uh, and, and rep it, you know, and then when you get to teach it once, you get to learn it twice and, and truly, you know how all those things go, but, yes, but sir. It really started down in National City, California, and, and you know it's a one high school city, and we're in a ten league, you know ten team league, but it's surrounded by other other cities that have two or three high schools. But we're a one high school city that had eight elementaries and two middle schools that joined it all in. So that's the mindset that I live with, and, and it's a prideful mindset when you're. Mom's part of 16 kids and your dad's part of 11, you know, um, it's a rush to the table. So you, you're lucky to get what you're going to get. Mm. You, know, you said something that resonated, that resonated back, back in the day. They had this thing called commodities. Yeah. And commodities means that you didn't have no money or so you had to wait in line. And, and me and all my friends, we didn't know no better when it was it was awesome because they have commodity food handout at the elementary school. So we just go right there in the playground and play and our parents would be in line. You know, right. and then then they get all the food and next thing you know, you know, you know, that's the way it was in the in the 68, 69, 70, 71. So so we kind of grew up not knowing what 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 really what the cream of the crop was. All we knew is that we were the crop, you know, and um and we were gonna grow. And we had some good, you know, um, people looking after us that, that um, provided the right, you know, just the, the right ingredients for us to grow right. And um, I think we're productive a little bit. And in that productivity, um, we get to share things with Coach V in your show. So Man, that's, that's, that's amazing. That's amazing, right? Being down there in the Diego area. And, and, and all those great people, all those CIF champions and players 
of the year for for CIF all on one block. I, that's unheard of. That that is like unheard of in California. Now talk about talk about the branch and the family you come from. Let's go back even further, mom and pops, and and where are you guys from originally? How did you guys end up here? Talk about that, please, Coco. Oh, well, real, real quick, you know, after after high school, I was like, what, what do I do? And then just kind of got into a, a quick kind of life and went to play some JC ball and, and really yeah. just that that wasn't that wasn't happening for me. The school thing wasn't what I wanted to do. And, um, but the coaching thing is, is what I wanted to do. You know, my, my, my uh, sophomore year in JC, our, our defensive back coach ended up getting a gig, I believe, at, at SC. So we had to leave. So they, they called me Coach Pompa, Bill King. I mean, those coaches were great coaches, too. That, you know, I, I look at them guys, they, they kind of, you know, got me right, in a sense. You know, pushed me with two hands and my butt a little forward. Yeah. And then what they asked me to do is um, if I can just coach the defensive backs while they find a defensive back coach. So I was a, I was a player coach in JC. And then after that, I just went on and started, I coached that pop Warner team. And, and after that, I just went on, but, but the biggest transition and the biggest coolest thing for me and, and, and is, um, I was, a. Uh, like three years out of high school, and I went to a, a two years. Went in there, went to a basketball game because I also at Sweetwater High, the basketball team was ranked number one or two in the state every year. So going to a basketball game, and I seen this nice looking girl come walking down the steps. Mm -hmm. Right, she was in high school, and I told my cousin, I'll never forget it. And that's a beautiful girl right there. I'm gonna be with her one day, and uh, here we are now, 43 years later. We're together. <laughs> 43 years. Yeah. So, um, I always tell a story that's not real true when people say, "How do we meet?" But we really did meet at a party when she was with some friends, and they kind of abandoned her. So I went and introduced myself, and then after that, we just got hooked up. And you know, there's a four-year difference, but. And um, the blood don't flow unless unless she's pumping the heart and, and, and it's been pumped and it's ready to roll. So 20 years ago, back in 1996, we're together now um, right about, should we got 96, we're, to, we're together like 17 years. And um, I'm ready to um, not coach at Southwestern and, and take the job on at, at Sweetwater High. I'm ready to go back to the old high school. And then she tells me that she's got a, a job offer up here in, in um, L.A. So I know nobody in L.A. except for my boy, Floyd Favai. Right. And, and Floyd and I played college ball together. He was my linebacker coach at Sweetwater. And uh, Floyd was a linebacker at San Diego State. I always say, I always tell but people that, hey, see that guy right there, San Diego State? He took Jim Kelly to the house on the INT. Right, 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 right. So I would say that about Floyd. But what Floyd did, I, he lived in a good neighborhood when we did come to visit him. So I stayed at his place, and, and then we did a circle. And he goes, this is where you want to. You want to find houses over here. And I just knew if something happened and my boys were young, that I can have a friend or a family that can 
that was closed. So after we went down to Montclair High School to visit a, co a coach of ours who, um, and he's a great guy. He, he ended up coaching uh, with San Diego State at USD, um, went to New Mexico, went to Southwest Richard Sanchez. I don't know if you know Richard Sanchez, but now he's uh, coaching at a school up in Northern California. And they're blessed to have him. That program's already turned around with him just saying he's going to commit himself there. But we went in there to say hello to Richard because I was moving up in that area. And um, I ended up helping him for a year. Then the following year, I'm at Mount Sac. But he goes, you know, there's there's a, he called his uh, trainer and the trainer goes, there's a house over on the corner two miles away from here. Go and look. And we had just finished looking for homes and landed in Claremont. I've been here ever since. Great. And, and it's been incredible. We rented a home for three years. We've been in this house now for 21 since we bought it. You know, our, our boys are, are Claremont's kids. My um, youngest son is, um, he's married, got the three, the three grandkids, Jade, Junior's, uh, you know, the middle of the boy, and then, then Jewel, the baby. And um, got an incredible daughter-in-law, Jackie. My oldest son, Joshua, does incredible things. What's cool about my boys is um, they're really embedded in the family. Right. And family values are, are um, you know, we're real tight in it. Uh, my, my wife, I would say, is, is really the, the, the core strength of, of who we are. And um, she recognizes everything that, in a sense, that we do and and, and sometimes coach B, um, when, and you know how it is when, when, when you think you, you, you're walking a little bit too high on your shoulders and your chin's a little too high, there's always that one person could just give you the look and, and it, and it brings you right back down to where you need to be. And I, I, I think for me that, that, that kind of anchors me down to who I am mm -hmm. because, um, when I step out of when I step out of that out of that box, it seems like you know um, there's a disruption in, in the force. And, and you know, uh, in Star Wars, when they says the force is a little tangling right there, it is going to tangle. So so moving up here and, and getting to meet a a in a sense a a whole new community. It was incredible because when, when you really think you, you have it and then you walk into a brand new arena and you can literally start from, from zero in a sense because you really have to, then you have a chance to really turn in like a halfway point of your life and say, what do I want to take over there? What can I really evaluate about myself? Because I was a young kid, 35 years old. And um, what do I need to be to be successful? And, and those kind of phases come about maybe two, three times, four times in one's life. You know, and, and for me, that was the biggest one. Right. Because I was moving away from, I was moving away from my family. And, and she was moving away from her family and her family is incredible. You know, it, it, I'm blessed to be a part of 
those two those two um, bloodlines because those two bloodlines are are incredible and and then when you got those two bloodlines that get along when you got in-laws that can get along with each other my mom and and her mom were when you get them at a party that was incredible so it, it was it was everything that was you know he doesn't put the wrong person in front of you when you say i do you know and and that that thing happened but coming up here and being a part of a, a football coach, you know, I told my wife, let's go up there and do it. We'll start brand new. You know, you got this new opportunity. I'll find a coaching job somewhere. And, 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 and it happened, you know. At, at one point, I, I thought I was going to be able to be coaching at a higher level. And, and I pursued it. But I really didn't really truly recognize what was underneath my nose. Mm-hmm. Coach. I was able to get up and 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 service, and and not just service, and you know, provide a, a proper guidance. And at 36 years old, coaching at Mount Sac and working with the fire academy, you get kids that are extremely disciplined, knowing what they want to do, because that's that's a that's a no-nonsense program. Bill Fist, you know, you know, he had it right. And, mm-hmm. and you know, walk in walk in there and just be able to be authentic and genuine, and he was be able to embrace that. Man, that gave me some freedom. The freedom to, to do a, a few things and and it provided um another avenue for my for, for my boys too, you know, mm-hmm. and, and then for my wife, we were, we, what we did is we didn't come here and say, okay, we're, we're from San Diego and that's who we truly are. We came here and, and embraced the culture. And, and I think in every structure you do, if you can know your audience, know who's in front of you and literally Accept the culture that's in front of you, then then maybe they're gonna embrace you. But if you go in there, for me going in there, wanting them to be me, it don't work. You know, I have to turn on and be a little bit quiet and say, okay, here here's the way it's done over here, and and then then I know what knife to bring out of the out of the, out of the collection. But moving over here, coach. You know, it's a it's an easy one because I'm sitting right in front of you, and, and the people that that you grew up with, I know the most. Of, I know most of them, mm-hmm. and, and I think they're incredible people. I trust that if anything happened, I could call any one of the you brothers, and they and and they would come and and help me out. That if they knew that in a dire need that I needed them. They would come here and help me out. Mm. And, and that's what happened by going there and doing a speed camp. It created a relationship that just built, you know, and, and, and I don't see no one there once they get to the top, only looking at the other side. I see everybody there looking down with two hands going, come on up. It's awesome up here. Mm-hmm. Get up here. Bang. So we're all share our nuggets. We've all shared our gems. You know, you as a young coach, I respect immensely. 
because I, I, I seen with the long hair, I seen you at that, I, I seen you show up, you know, you invited me up to Boise and, and you know, that, that stuff. And, and to know that I can sit down right here where I have a little bit of fiber in him. And I know that little bit of my, that fibers in me, it's incredible coach. Mm. So when you talk about that journey, the influences also are influenced within my wife, within my sons, within my grandkids and my daughter-in-law, because it's an extended family, you know, and, and now I'm, uh, in a sense, I'm, I'm building uh, another link out there in Centennial. What those guys are incredible for them to do what the things that they're doing, you know, it's just incredible. But coach, the biggest blessing of everything was, um, I don't think we could do all these transitions if we didn't have faith, if we didn't have someone to believe in the, you know, the, the most high. And, um, Amen. <clears throat> and, and coming over here, you know, I, I, on Sundays, I, I taught, you know, uh, confirmation classes at church. Um, I've done the history of the Bible, uh, history of the church for, for the adults at, at, at Our Lady of Assumption. And I've done the catechism stuff. And um, I, I even say that I, I, I even coach in different manners. You know, and in, in the manner I coach with people even go, are you da 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 da? No, I'm not. You know, I, I, I believe in it all, 100%. Mm -hmm. I like to say I walk with it daily. But take an E, and, and what I do with take an E, it, it, 21 years of work is, um, I, I just want to get this shot. I, I do some things with Gridiron Ministries. And, and, and the group of Gridiron, Ray Tololo, Kwesikaunu, you know, Rolia, I coached all those kids. Mm. Oh, and, and getting an alliance with them, and because of this whole pandemic and, and the way everything is, you know, the whole world's been traumatized. Kids have been traumatized. Sometimes they need an outlet to talk to somebody. And I'm not that guy, but we, we do have, we have a group. We have Gridiron Ministries, we have a pastor. And I wanted to get this shout out because um, I think this is huge for the, just the time that we're in this exact second is um, if, if you need that help, you need to call somebody that that's somebody that's going to be able to listen real well. He's going to be able to absorb what you're saying. And he's going to, he's going to use authentic and genuine uh, advice. And mm. gonna, it's going to be private. He's going to keep it within you and, and the man up above. So when we have those troubles with taking me, I like to say that we're blessed in different avenues to have a true alliance. It's like I'm talking today with you. I, I believe we have a true alliance. I have, you know, I like to put this out. I have a great linebacker in uh, Ethan Lindsay. We had another great game last night and the connections you have, he's a division one kid. He's a 3.9. And, and um, if someone needs a linebacker and if you hear about it, Ethan Winslow. But that's why this is incredible that I moved up here, coach. When you could just listen, you go, oh, my Lord, I know a guy, right? I know a guy, but then I know, I know what's dangling on your ornaments, on your tree. So I could be a good listener and then be a good GPS for somebody else in an avenue that you do great in. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the beauty of, of, of this whole transition and the pivot that we did to come up here. Because my wife has extended herself now 
extremely, you know, and, and, and our, our, our religious beliefs has not gone to the point that we're just walking with the Lord. I truly believe that the move up here got me to make sure that the Lord is lit within me and I'm within him now. Mm-hmm. Being around just numerous guys like all you guys. And then when it's time to get something to throw away, you throw away the stuff that you don't need and you keep the good stuff. You know, you keep, you keep the stuff that, that's polished. And, and that's, you know, that gets to our last phase of, of a transition where, you know, my boys are big. They're, they're, they're where we don't need to worry about it. You got the family that that's going to, it's going to come up to you. And I'm 62 years old, coach. I can't wait that, you know, we're going to start talking about retirement. We're going to be talking about, you know, what do we want to do with our lives, you know, and that's, a, that's the next phase. But right. it happened up here. And, and for me, uh, coming up here, I, I truly, and he put me in a, he put me in a situation. You know, I was at Claremont High School, and you know that. I, I, I invited you down twice because I think your value is embracing value. And your value is is elevating and growing value, you know. So when one can grab a nugget, we don't know which ones they grab, but if, even if it's a, you know, you clapping like that, you know, I, I got a lot of people doing that, you know, the the coach V clap. So we we get that in, but that right there was, was another transition. You know, first time being a, co- a head coach, I you know I did it. It it didn't work out. You know, and then when I look at the whole thing, I was let go. And, and mm-hmm. why was I let go? I really have to sit down and look at it. And I went, in my life, Coco Harin, you know, I'm talking to Coach B. We are truly in complete control of cause of matter. Mm. You know, we can walk into a room and we can make a room go, what's wrong? Or, man, it's going to be happening today. Mm. You know, so when you have that, and, and and you're let go, you know, you said it. You were in the papers when it was bad. Yeah. But I look at it now and I'm going like back then, that's the growth. At 57 years old, that's growth. When I mm. turn around and go, man, and a month later, really unfolded all, I was probably cause a matter of a lot of it. At the higher percentage, you know, it's time to leave. We got to depart ways. Mm-hmm. You know, why? Because I still had to be a little bit more subtle in life. So, what does he do, Coach V? Throws me in the Canada. I go up to Canada with taking me, and we're doing things up there, and Matt Logan's up there. And he says, Can you come and talk to my staff? about defense. So I did that. Three days later, he calls me and says, you know, if you want, you can come and help them install in August. Mm. So I did that. And then four days later, I want you on the staff, kind of consult us, help us out. What do you, what do you want me to do? He goes, I don't know. You, you figure out how you can help us. The biggest humbling experience of my life I've been a guy that was completely involved in every game plan on the sideline, making the calls. And now I'm on the sideline without a position to coach Mm. a football game 
and try to give some advice on what I saw. I had to bite the lip a few times, had to cheer a whole lot, but I had to learn to embrace a program and really recognize that without the washers, the tranny's gonna leak. So when one's value is appreciated and embraced, then one recognizes their value. And I see that in Matt Logan, and he does that all the way down to a Carter pin, set a boat straight. He making mm -hmm. sure that that thing is completely embraced. That's why that thing's ignited. And that's why I'm not a head coach. But it's the reps I had to be humble. I had to learn and recognize that's what it is. Stay in your lane, know what you do, be great at it, recognize what to embrace. And if you can help somebody out as you move on in your life, then do it. If that's not your gig, that's not your gig. Right, you right. Have, have two ears and two eyes, and I get to see a lot of things, and I'm going, how can I help that person? You know, a kid walking in school, how can I help that kid? Why you slouch? So the transition has, has been incredible because I've grown, and I've been able to recognize the growth. And share with us, share with us what it what it feels like because you just shared a very humbling experience about your head coaching position, got let go at Claremont. Let's start with uh, high school, high school state championship, national championship. How'd that feel like? And, and name a, a few key players. Take about two minutes and then we'll oh, move on. You, you know, what's, what's crazy is uh, when I got involved at Sweetwater High, I um, just finished coaching my little brother's midget team. And he was blessed. They were blessed. Because that, that midget team in their high school career, I, I believe, was like 108 and five. Right. You know, right from Pop Warner all the way to high school. So they always played in the championship. So I went knocking on the door with Gene Aylam there his first year. And I said, <clears throat> I introduced myself and said, come and watch one of our practices. We're going to be playing in this in a county championship. And these kids will be at your school in a year or two. And they're going to bring you a couple of state championships. Ringo Leo Media and Puesse Taunu were a year older than them. Right. They're a year older than them. Ringo ended up being the CIF player of the year. His brother, Harry, went to San Diego. Harry was a man amongst men when he was a freshman starting at San Diego State. Wow. Right? But when, I, when we got involved there, he says, okay. And then we went on a run. You know, the solemn moves, I mean, we went on a run and just didn't win that. We didn't win it. But when those kids came into their, their uh, junior year, we went 13-0. and 0. Wow. And Ringo Leo Media was the CIF Player of the Year. And um, my little brother and Ro Ronnie Cortell. And Ronnie Cortell went on to play at Colorado State, but he was the best inside backer ever coached. Mm. He was 60-plus pounds, maybe. He was incredible. CIF player of the year. He's on all decade team. He's on the all San Diego, all county, all ever team. He was on, on the wax 
decade 80s team, but just, just a player and a half. Wow. So, so we had them. It, it was an, an incredible run. We went 13-0. and 0. We had nine shutouts. We gave up 27 points. The following year, my little brother's senior year, we went back-to-back. Back. And then at, at that point, we couldn't find a football game because we were pretty, pretty damn good. So we went to Maui. We went to Maui for two years, and we spent nine days in Maui as a high school. We did spring ball in Maui. How was that awesome? And, and opened up the season there two years in a row. So that team, with my little brother and them, they, were, they ended up, we had to forfeit one game that we won 7-0. We beat the number one team in the state, and we beat them 7-0. But that team ended up going 37-1 um, and one in high school. Wow. And um, that second year, we were the state champs, and, and um, there was a team, and, and Coach Boss, the guy that ended up coaching at Notre Dame, ended up winning the national title that, that year. But, it, but that was awesome. You know, it, you know back-to-back CIO championships at, at, that, at that school. You know, right. getting, getting off the freeway that, you know, they, they closed the, the exit off and the police and everybody waiting for us. You know, they wrote songs about us. It, 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 it was, you know, it, it was, it was real. It was real. And then um, I had just wanted to, with the same group of kids, you know, we went 15 and 0 three years earlier. Right. So it was like going into my fourth year of coaching that I lost my first football game so that was um that was kind of odd you know right to lose it but but to win was was something that was just it wouldn't stop happening you know it it just didn't stop happening I remember sitting down with Bill Fist and he says what can you bring here I go oh definitely a, a conference championship that you don't have but would love to see a national title and we did that our first year there yeah that was 97 97, yeah. Who who were some of the players off of that team, Coco? Oh, that 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 team was in that team was yeah, had Antonio Pierce, yeah, Mike. Who won? So Antonio, who won um, a Super Bowl with the Giants with as the a Giants. middle linebacker? Yep, played at University of Arizona, correct? Yeah, University of Arizona. He went there. Mike Machetti went on to Colorado. Colorado quarterback. Yeah. Yep, quarterback and was Brad Bedell on that team? Brad, you know, the offensive Brad, tackle. Oh, he was the, the year before. The year before. Yeah, he had left. Yeah. But, you know, that group on our, our defense that year, we had 79 sacks. Yeah. Yeah, we had 79. Was Chris sacks. Mack on that team, Chris McAllister? Oh, he was on the year before. Year before as well? But we had um, that that team, 22 kids went Division One. Yeah. Yeah, that was a squad now. Uh, 22 kids went Division One, and, and six of them played in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, that was a group. And so I, th- I think I saw Antonio on the sideline at Arizona State now, right? Yeah, he's now the defensive coordinator there. He is? Okay. Yeah, he's a defensive coordinator there. Yeah, so going going back, like I said, going, going back, and, and how, do, how does it feel to win it? it I, I think what it does, you know how it is, coaching with – if, if – if you had the rings on right now, you, you'd look a little shorter than you are because that's how heavy all the rings you have. But when you win that, you always want to win. 
You know, oh, yeah, no you, doubt. You coach to win. You wake up to win. You know, and um, you, you go to bed a winner. Yeah, you know, that's and, right. And, and, and the, bottom, the bottom line, I, I just tell everybody this. You're the one that won the race. You know, yeah, so yeah. everybody's a winner. Here's what I, what's crazy, Coach, is um, everybody knows how, how production is. You know, the, 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 the minimum is a million of them sperms are in there. But whoever gets it's the winner. Yeah. Anybody could go to Vegas and say, I know one out of the million is going to win. You don't win no money on that easy bet. Yeah. There's only one person I can name which one of the million is going to win. And mm -hmm. why? Because he gave that one the finished mindset. He gave that one the finished mindset. And then with that finished mindset, yeah, he has to struggle to get out. And why? Because the creator just likes competition. He likes to see a good game. But he doesn't like to lose either. And, mm -hmm. and he doesn't create a second-place person. He creates, he, he creates a, a winner. He creates a finisher. That's how come he's the only one that can say it's Viliame Tuavai on that that's going to hit that one right there. That's how come he can say it's Antonio Pierce. Right. That's why he can say it's Carlos Saragusa. Yeah, Carlos. All those guys. Yeah. You know, it's the Talamua family. Yeah. He can say that. You know, just like the Uangaleli family. Yeah. You know, the own family of the North. You know, the Samoan family, football family of the South. You know, the Pawpaws from uh, Northern San Diego. Yeah. You know, but he knows it's going to win the race. And then he gives us eight hours of sleep. Mm -hmm. Make sure we wake up great. That way our body re redoes. And then at our age, we got to have eight hours of work. Mm. Right? To make sure we could provide. Then he gives you eight hours. Well, what do you do with those eight hours? You provide that time frame you know how it is now you got kids all that yeah yep. now you got to put them in their tetris block you got to polish that up so i i think what's cool about transitions and being a football coach that we understand that our football practice schedule looks like a tetris block mm -hmm. three minute you know um blitz and pill piece you you need a you, you just need those things so you plug them in and then when you plug that in, then you have a happy family a little bit. Mm -hmm. But not only that, we get to see everything working in. You prioritize everything that's going to do it. You know, we do it as coaching staff. that we can add that phase of, of um, giving, giving back to family. Well, I look at myself time ago, people, I ain't got no time. Well, yeah, you do. I don't need to sleep eight hours. I, four and a half is good for me. Five is good for me. And I add those other hours now to my family. If you got younger kids, add them to their practices and all that stuff. Take mm -hmm. a little bit away from you and add it to them. You don't have your time, you know? So what do we do? If we could teach them to do that, they're going to start learning twice. You know, mm. Teach once is to learn twice. So if they can see the reps through us, then they're going to be able to know that those are the reps of life. You know, just like I get our linebackers right now. We're, we're solid. So one of the things in practice when you're not in, you coach up the coach, the, the guys now. Get right there in the end zone, call the guys out when they come out and let them know what they did. Because for men, I just want them to be better in the game. So if they can coach eight times during the course of the week, they've learned 16. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we got that rep in. And, and, and applying all the little 
tools that we put in a coaching toolbox, you take the ones that you don't need no more when you're not coaching, and you realize that you probably only took one out. Mm-hmm. You probably took out the, the hard brush because now you're just polishing your life. You know, now you get that hard brush out, you put a rag in there. But coach, transitions are, are incredible. They're all part of a life. Mm-hmm. Two years old and, and once, once we decide what we're going to do until, you know, till we're buried, that's going to be, that's going to be who I am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But right now I sit on this seat and I get to talk to coach B and I get to share a little bit. I appreciate that. So we got about one minute for each one of these next transitions. So in a minute or less, coach Coco, yes, what sir. is your message to the world? My, my message to the world is to bring forward all the good and to embrace all the challenges mm. and just be who you are, a finisher. I like that. I like that. And what are the projects right now? So you got this um, take a knee, right? And you're 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 taking it all over the world. What's the project? What's the mission? What's your vision for that in one minute? You know, our our vision in taking e is for any coach, any football player, any student athlete, any parent to be able to utilize taking e as a platform to reach a world of possibilities. Close mm. your eyes, look out there to a black canvas. Grab what you really want to be and pull that out and see if we can find exactly the answers within taking E. If not, we say within 48 hours, we'll be able to have somebody that can GPS you to that guide. So we want you to create your own universal stars because sometimes right now, since it's the COVID and really in that sense of it, people don't want to go back to their old job. Mm -hmm. This is the opportunity to be a, a brand new you. And when you want to be a brand new you, you got to be right where you first started to. Really, if you look at this, is your new chance. Mm. So I can say that one of the <clears throat> possibilities for you. That's great, Coach Coco. And in a minute or less, shout outs. Who are your shout outs, Coach Coco? Oh, man, my, my shout outs go to my wife. My shout outs go to both my sons. My, my shout out goes to my daughter-in-law. And, and my my grandkids, you know, holding them, they, they, it's like holding my life. And, mm. and protecting them is, is like the shelter that I just want to provide. So when I, when I say, who do I leave a shout out to? I, I leave a shout out to a, to a lot of people. But I like to say that um, the, the student athletes right now that are that are engaging in sports and going through the transitions of the COVID and and the traumatizations that it's caused to all their families, I tell you to be strong and grab because within yourself is definitely a hand that's going to grab right with you and you're going to get you right through it. I, I, I like to just give a shout out to everybody because we're all in a bad spot right now, Coach V. And um, my mentors know who my mentors are. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and guys that that know that I'm genuine and authentic. They know who I am. But more importantly, I think if we all just wish something good for somebody, 
this mm. happened real good. Yes, sir. So in that, <clears throat> we're at the closing segments of the Coach V Show, powered by Island City, and broadcast from Hollywood Dash Radio Studios in Hollywood, California. We have come to the segment of the show where we'll take two to three minutes and put Coach Coco on the hot seat. Well, I will say a phrase, a quote, or an approach. And Coach Coco will give us in a minute or less what his thoughts are. Coach Coco, as you talk about transitions on some of the highest levels of success, life and leadership, it is that I coach the corporate companies it is that I work with or my millionaire, billionaire clients or my high level clients is this. When you talk about level up, it comes down to at least two things. Is process. And in that are these two things. What are the replicable steps and the replicable outcomes that you want? And if you don't have a process, you are going to struggle to level up and or do what it is that TAC talks about is transitions. What's your thoughts on that, Coach? Well, well my, 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 my thought is this is um, to get to a, a, a distant, to reach a distant goal, one must take many small steps. Mm -hmm. You have to embrace every one of those small steps to be able to keep your energy excited for it. If your goal is just to get an A in the math class and you don't embrace the, the, your first homework as an A, then, then you're not going to be excited. So mm -hmm. I like to say um, where a guy says, you want to be a defensive coordinator? Well, be a defensive coordinator. But really, what does a D coordinator do? Goal, I say we work you from the ground to the ground. And from the ground, we know exactly how to get to the crown. But if you mm -hmm. haven't walked those steps to the crown, who knows? You, you might not want to do it. But when you get there, then you're going to know the work that it's going to be, and then you're going to embrace all those steps. I'd say no matter what you want to do, it can be accomplished, but you just got to understand that it's going to take some work, and those steps have to be embraced for you to be synergized for the next step. Very good. I like that. And the next one says this, and then please, a minute or less, in terms of being on the Coach V hot seat with Coach Jose Coco Harin, is this. It's... It's hard to figure out what to do according to time, place, and circumstance unless you really discover who it is that you really are. Your thoughts on that, Coach Coco? Well, I, I think that's important because when you got to make decisions that are decisive, you know, on the sideline, I can make them very quick. Mm -hmm. In life, I, 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 I tend to, to um, get on the shoulder of my wife, but when it really needs to be done, those are going to be done because you have the reps already in. Mm. Just trust your instincts. Yep. Very good. I like that. And then lastly, Coach Coco is most people's inability to perform is mostly because of the fact that they're not willing to live with the consequences of failure. But yet they also don't realize that failure is the very journey that takes them also to success. Do the best that you can, live with the consequences, move forward and adjust accordingly from there. Your thoughts, Coach Coco? Well, I think first and foremost, if, if, if your goals are not the highest that they can be, then you're not going to achieve very much. Yeah, right, right. Um, but but my, my thought is... Um, if you're prepared and your mindset mm. is right, anything's going to get accomplished. 
you know, but, but preparation is, is the key to it all. You just can't go in there blind. Nowadays, you got to do your work because it's, it's a competitive uh, field out there. So mm-hmm. make sure that um, I tell the kids all this. If you get your name called, you got to know what steps. Bathroom, community, on the football field. So yes, sir. Know what it takes to get your name called. That's right. Because failing to prepare is preparing to, right? Failing to prepare is preparing to fail. So, hope is useless unless it's followed by action, coach. That's right. Yes, sir. So, thank you so much to Coach Coco Harin, one of the guys that are truly legends, not only down in SoCal in the San Diego region, but nationally and worldwide for really his approach. And he uses those words a lot authentic, right? Not everybody takes our authenticity in the way that is positive, but it is what it is. May we remain authentic and do what we do anyway. So from Coach uh, Coco Harin and your boy, Coach V, I just want to remind everybody, as I say, thank you to Coach Coco for making time to come on the show. Shout out to the family, to the wifey, your two boys and your daughter-in-law and the grandkids from the two Wise here in the 916, the Island City Media Group family, and also the Coach V Show, your family here on the Coach V Show. And I want to just remind all the listeners that we don't just do this for the success, for the sake of success, but for the sake of being our best. In doing so, you realize the best of your abilities, that everything and anything that you dream and work for can be achieved. This is how your boy Coach Coco and your boy Coach V lives. All about faith and family. Grateful for God's amazing grace. Tune in next Modern Motivation Monday right here to the Coach V Show, your Hollywood personal development show powered by Island City where the beach meets the streets. Next Modern Motivation Monday. Until next time from your boy, Coach Coco and your boy, Coach V. One love, mad respects. Live it. Thanks again, Coach Coco. Peace, everybody. Uh. Back to you guys. Out.